de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. The Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about Latino everything. We're going to work on that one. I'll have to get you on track. All right. DJ Vire <laughs> in the house with me, helping me with the podcast. So, so it's official, right? You joined the podcast. Yeah, right? we, it's official. We'll check on it. Because last time we didn't check on Partner. it, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened last time. All right, check it out. So... As of the filming of, of the episode today, it is Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. <laughs> what does it mean to you, really, as far as, like, Friday the 13th? Because everybody um, has their own different opinion about that. It means I can get a really cheap tattoo today. For $13, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, what, a quarter size usually? Yeah. That's cool. What else? What does it mean to you? Mm, Doesn't it give know. you, like a, like, a without being Halloween, like a Halloween vibe? Yeah, I think so because I've already had a bad day since I got up really? today. <laughs> I think 13. I like 13. 13 is beautiful. La M, 13 letter of the alphabet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't gangbang around here. We just, you know, keep it keep it keep it cool. I'm wearing a hat too cuz we're going to be exploring a lot of uh interesting things. So we so we are going to get into talking about a little bit of I can I guess you can say myths or legends. Um because of the day, Friday the 13th, so I looked up the date as to why people give it some, feel like it's bad juju, uh, there was 12 disciples, so number 13 is kind of weird, things like that. It's yeah, also like black cats and yeah. don't break the mirror. Yeah, all that. It falls into that thing for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I like 13. I like Friday the 13th. I had a bad incident on Thursday the 13th, <laughs> which I didn't like, and what I happened? remember that date. I got a DUI. Oh my no, I didn't God. get a DUI. I got arrested. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember it. I was in New York. (laughs) I was acting a fool. I was young. I was wilding out really young. And uh, so one of my, I was in the military. Some of my homies were like, because they were going to give me a breathalyzer. And they're like, like, oh, they're going to, because some of them were not of age at that time. So we're like, man, they're going to do a breathalyzer on us. We need to like, oh, I heard if you put a, t- a penny <laughs> under your tongue, it help with the breathalyzer. And one of the homies swallowed the freaking <laughs> penny. I swear wow. he did. I was cracking up, but I was still kind of like not in the st- Don't drink and drive. Besides spilling it, I guarantee it's going to cost you a lot of money. I bet that penny hurt. It hurt. <laughs> Over easily $15,000 and <laughs> license permits you have to get. Extra insurance, everything goes up. It's retarded. Don't do it. Get an Uber. Or if you don't have money enough to go out and get drunk, don't do it. Especially on a Friday the 13th, if you have that mentality. I think it's a mindset up too. Like if you already got in your mind that Friday the 13th is like a like a juju thing, like a bad juju, then, then, you're, already, happen. then you're already gonna put it out there. Mm. And things are gonna whether you want it or not. And I know one time you got <laughs> you didn't get upset with me, but I kept telling you like if you keep saying every time something happens to you, then usually it does. Like, it, like for example, whenever I'm, I know I'm running late to, to, to get somewhere, right? And if I start panicking and keep saying, I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late. But instead, and it works a good 80 to 85% of the time, I say, I'm always on time. I'm always on time. I'm always on time. And it kind of calms me down a little bit. And I swear, for whatever reason, I get like green lights and... Traffic, there's not a lot of traffic, not one traffic jam. Mm. There's, And then I feel like sometimes if something does happen, I feel like I needed to be late in case like to avoid an accident or something like that. I'm a firm believer in that. So I try to my best not to take tollways because I'm not going to pay double. Yeah, and, I don't like paying. And I'm going to leave with enough time. But if so happen to be that I'm cutting it kind of close, I will always say that I'm always making on time. I'm always on time. And then if I don't make it, then like, no biggie. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen. But don't be, respect people's time. It so happened to be that you couldn't. It's all good. All right. So let's get into this one. Friday the 13th. We're going to talk about some legends. Ooh, I'm scared. And it's not Halloween, but we got some more for Halloween. When Halloween's around the corner, we're going to have some more. Because in the Latino community, there's a bunch. And today, we're going to talk about La Llorona. Dun, dun, dun. La Llorona. What you know about La Llorona? What what have you heard? What have you anybody told you anything about her? What do you know mm. by just by yourself about her? 
I've been told that she's really scary. Uh-huh. She cries a lot. And people have seen her. Yeah. But I don't know. My tias, when that movie, La Llorona, came out, they, they were like, no, I don't want to see it. You know things happen in that movie? No. Like the people, the actors felt like her spirit, like her <gasps> evil spirit was there. She's real. They, they really gave account that they're doing the filming and stuff. They felt some weird stuff. Things, weird things happen. Oh, wow. That was not like, and this is like, most likely, I don't know where they filmed it, but wherever it was, it felt like they they gave their own testament said like, something happened. Like, there was some weird stuff that was happening. We couldn't explain. Oh, man. That's crazy, right? Okay, so La Llorona, as far as what you said, is exactly what I knew before I started looking into it. I knew a little bit of what happened. Like, they said La Llorona is like this lady that cries, wears white, can't really see her face, and she drowned her kids. And she just, you know, don't get around her. If you see her, if you hear her cry, like, like run, run. <laughs> like run. run for your life. Okay. So there's different, there's about different versions, right? And some of them go all the way back to like Greek mythology and stuff like that. That's how crazy it what? is, right? So I feel like La Llorona is kind of like a mix of, you know, like if, if, Different people, like if I tell you something and then you tell the same, like the, the, the what's it called? The saying, like, what is that test called? What is it called? Like the telephone. Is that the telephone test? Where I tell you something and then you <laughs> tell the next person and then what, whatever that test is. And then before you know, you get a totally different story. Like the last person. Yeah. I, did I think that it's in like that. I think it's like that. I think this story is like that. Like it started at, at, at one thing and then it became another. So, first of all, the very first version that there is, there's a Xochitl, which was uh, a indigenous person that married a rancher or a conquistador, and they had two kids. And the guy, because he was a he was a conqueror, a rancher, you know, back in the days they used to look at your status, right? If you were a conqueror, you 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 got a little bit of money on you, and to be mixing with the indigenous people, they are kind of seeing the lower class people. Then it's not a good look. So he That's began me. wandering off, and uh, before you know it, he got himself into another entanglement, and he had another relationship with another woman. So mm. Sochil saw him, and out of rage, she drowned her kids, and then she drowned herself. Man. So here's my logical thought. It's like, how can you drown yourself? You can't really, I don't know, I'll be like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's what happened. Or, mm. like, she threw him in the river. The kids wandered. Like, the river took him. And then she threw herself in the river. And then the river took her, too. And she couldn't get out. And Yeah. And that's mm. it. And supposedly, once she got to pur- purgatory, then they asked her, where are your kids? And uh, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I killed them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, uh. you, can't, you can't make it through. You can't make it to. Pur- uh, you can make it to heaven. You have to stay in purgatory. So you know what purgatory is, right? Yeah. Purgatory is in the middle. Like you can't, you ain't going Up to hell. Down. You ain't going to heaven. You just stay. So my thing is the kids were already probably because they got killed by her mom. I'm pretty sure some of those were already. Uh, I think that the kids were already there. And of course she murdered her kids. So how can she make it to heaven if she killed her kids? Mm-hmm. She drowned her kids. And then because of that, now she wanders. And it's the same story in a different setting. Same thing. Uh, there's a lady named Maria. Same thing. She married a wealthy guy. Guy went off. And before you know it, it's um, same thing. Same story. Drowned her three kids. There's a story of two kids. And there's a oh, story man. of three kids. And then same thing. She drowned herself. And now she wanders through eternity looking for her kids. And have you heard the cry? How does the cry sound? <laughs> like the Yorona cry. Have you ever heard it? No. You How does it go? It? He goes, I'm going to do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm but I'm gonna, well, I can't do it. And I need you to do it because it got to be a female. So we're going to try to. N- I'm not upset, though. I'm fine. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, you're not upset. I know that. But we're just going to act. We're doing this acting, voice acting here right now. You can do because it. Because I got my certificate and I'm official. I'm fishbowl. I'm a voiceover person. Thank you, fishbowl. I'll let you do it because you seem like you really want to no, do it. No, so, so the car goes <laughs> like this, right? It goes, ay, mis hijos, ay. Something like that. Try it. I need a higher pitch. I can't do it like you. Try it higher. All right. No, no, no. I, I believe in you. I know you do, but I, I want you, can you do to it. try it. Rock, paper, scissors. Ready? Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, she got me. <laughs> ay, mis hijos, <laughs> 
Anyways, so there's videos on YouTube of somebody actually ca- capturing her saying that. However, there's like three videos I've seen, and none of them sounded like meaning somebody was fabricating the fabricating it was fake. the yeah exactly fake news. It was made up because otherwise it would have sound exactly alike. I know it would have, and it sounds horrible and it's scary. And I'm pretty sure if you really <laughs> heard it in real life, like your freaking hairs in the back of your spine, like they say it does, they probably that would happen. <laughs> Like 100%, I guarantee it, if you ever heard it. I'm pretty sure it would be like nothing you ever heard in your life. You kind of sort of, like I'm I'm kind of pretending, but it wouldn't be nothing like that. Like literally, it would be something so spooky that you'll feel it in your like your bones. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is real. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, probably not. And uh, okay, so here's another one, another very, and even more like a story that goes even further back, uh-huh. all the way to the Aztecs. There's a so, lot of stories. For everybody that doesn't know, just like myself, I have like a tattoo of Huitzilopochtli, uh, which is, they're not Aztec gods, right? Because gods are like a colonizer thing, like a Spaniard term. It's, they don't they didn't use that kind of terminology. They use like spirits or, or things like that, energies. Mm-hmm. So there was a lady that before the Spaniards got to, to the Aztecs, that they heard a spirit cry saying the same thing, Bicicos. And what they say was like she was crying because she knew she can foretell that what was going to happen to the Aztecs whenever the Spaniards came, like murder, rape, all that, take land, you know, things like that. So she was kind of sort of already foreseeing and crying for her present kids, even though they couldn't tell that that was happening. And uh, that's, that's crazy, right? Yeah, because they did do like the Aztecs, even though I understand, you know, the way technically you know sacrificing somebody might not be the ideal thing to do at that time but they seem to be living in peace and i guess they didn't have god they have like spirits and things like that so you know that's one of the other theories that they have out there and then there's this legendary lady called la melinche you know who that is have you ever heard of it never have who is she so there's a couple of things about her there's either she's uh La Melinche was a native lady that actually got acquainted with Hernán Cortés, which Hernán Cortés was one of the first conquerors to, uh, you know, begin conquering the Aztecs. Mm. So she got in with him and started interpreting. And they say La Melinche is actually one of the reasons why the the, uh, Hernán Cortés and the Spaniards were even able to make it into the Aztec Empire. Oh, wow. And not only that, but later on, she she gave birth to Hernán Cortés kid so that's when they started making what they call mestizos mestizos is pretty much indigenous people and spaniards and jokes on her though because hernan cortez took his kid and sent him to spain to study and stuff took mm-hmm. away took away his kid so he could be like kind of like she was the one that was crying about her kid too you know like a symbolism like i can see that but a lot of people see her as a traitor la 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 Malinche is like straight up traitor, like you know, like she straight up told them where to find everything, and then so she's a snitch, pretty much like a traitor, straight <laughs> up traitor. So that's sad, dang. Because back in the days, the Aztec, Mexico, all that at Mexico, uh, Mexico City, and all that, they used to have gold. Like you can step, like walk outside and like stumble on some gold. That's how much gold there was in Mexico. Where to go? <laughs> to Spain <laughs> Let's go to Spain <laughs> They took it all back Yeah They took a, a lot of that gold back And um, So I, I was telling I think I did One of the episodes I was talking about How I feel like Sometimes Like our ancestors Like genes Or, or, or trauma Sometimes Like Like are within us Because sometimes One time I was talking To somebody here And like I started getting Like upset Of the that the Spaniards took our gold. Like, they didn't take my gold, though. I was been generations ago, right? But I feel like they took our stuff. Like, they owed me something. Like, you know, F the Spaniards. Whatever. I don't care. That's how I feel when I get my taxes taken. That's, you know, same It's messed up. Same feeling. Mm. That is so true. They doing it the same way. But they're not Spaniards. Uncle Sam. Anyways. Another story. Taxes for another story. Okay, so even... Okay, so here's another one that I was telling you that goes all the way, way even more back. So back in the days, they talking about... Back even in Hebrew mythology, they had something like that. Like a lady that, that uh, weeped. 
and uh, same thing. Oh, the there was a Greek, even a Greek mythology. This lady, so Zeus, you know, Zeus used to just yeah. you know be messing around with all kinds of ladies, yeah. right? <laughs> so one of the ladies he was messing, Hera, which is the the wife of Zeus, saw that he was uh, messing with this one lady. So Hera killed the kids, and I and this lady was supposed to be wondering, you know. Wandering for her kids too, like screaming for her kids because they they killed her. Hera took them. Man, yeah. So uh, it's uh, let me look at it. So La Llorona also bears resemblance to an ancient Greek tale of the demi goddess Le- Lamia, which is Hera, Zeus' wife, learn of his affair, Lamia, and her kid uh, Lamia, and killed all child all her children uh, that were of Zeus. Because she was jealous, Hera, man. I can see that. I can hey. see that because I used to love Greek mythology. I don't remember seeing this stuff. I probably read it, but you know, so she was how they, like everyone though. goes after the kids. Like they, can't I don't know just what they're gonna do. Squash with it out themselves. They have to go for the kids, especially. But but hey, when they hurt you, hurt you, you go for the throat. You want to like <laughs> make sure you remember ruthless. And what else mm. more to like? You think about it like this lady messed with was I'm pretty sure it was Zeus's fault anyways but <laughs> messed with her wife like his his husband so like alright cool you don't have kids you ain't gonna have kids I'm not ever gonna have think about it so you have to go to eternity supposedly because they live forever right they are gods and then you have to see these freaking kids faces and remind you that your husband committed adultery well, with just this? don't look at him <laughs> nah I, can see, I mean, again, I'm not justifying. I'm saying do it. But I see why people go, like, literally, like, kill the kids. I'm like, dang, that's messed up. It is kind of messed up. That's really messed up. It is. <laughs> so even here in the States, even though the La Llorona legend it goes from Mexico mostly and then South America, now there's even stories here in the United States oh, no. that has happened mostly in the South. Mostly in the South, you hear stories about people already seeing or hearing or having some kind of story uh, appearances or seeing something. And, okay, so so maybe I need Carlos for this one. So, there hasn't been a video video that they got, right? Like a really good quality video. Is it because either they fabricated or because let's say you happen to capture some kind of like spirit, wandering spirit. Would the best camera be able to capture something definite that you're able to see, like like they painted, like like a woman with a veil? No? Think so? Like a good quality, solid, like let's say if we're right, like we're from where you're at, we're about six feet apart, right? So from that, do you think it would be like a good, solid quality? Or because of the spirit, it would be like distorted? I think the only reason it's used because it's a low-light situation, which cameras don't do well in lights. Yeah, because all the stuff that I've seen a video, you kind of see like a weird blurry thing, which is it's late mostly, and yeah, that's when it usually happens too. They she shows up, she shows up late, like after midnight. Is that another one like uh, those superstitions that bad things happen around three in the morning? I don't know about three in the morning, but I know after midnight she starts like poking Mm -hmm. her head, and I'm like, uh uh. I'm gone. That's why, like, you be in there. And they used it used to be a scare tactic too. Don't remember, like, the cuckoo. I don't even know who the freaking cuckoo is. First of all, I don't know who that fool is. But I'm scared. I used to be scared of him. Boogeyman. Okay, so first of all, I was born in Mexico. So when I got here when I was 11, I didn't know who the cuckoo is. And then before you know it, they introduced the cuckoo to me. And now I'm not only scared of the cuckoo, but I'm freaking scared of the llorona, the llorona, and the cuckoo. I don't even know who he is. I don't know what's his story, but. We're gonna Halloween. We'll probably touch up on him, but like, who the heck is this fool? Like, what does he do? What is he so bad? What does he do for a living? Ah, like straight up. Like, who is he? What's his credential? Where he come from? Is he illegal? Was he here before Texas was Texas? I want to see his papers. I want to check his documentation. Yeah, let me see some ID. Be here. I'm just kidding. But anyways, yeah, I I didn't know who El Cucuy was until I got here, and I'm like, what? Who is this guy? And then all of a sudden, I became scared of the freaking... Because they used to say, my one of my aunts used to say, like, yeah, you better, you know, check on the bed for the queen. I'm like, what? Why? I already have the Yorona and all the other stuff. Why anymore, guys? 
So anyways, we'll look into it, Kukui. But there's uh, California sightings, and I'm pretty sure Texas and southern southern states that have Venezuela. There's another place that that uh, La Llorona is like has a history of. Man, she's mm. it's crazy. What do you think of La Llorona? I always thought she just stayed in Mexico. I didn't. Mm-mm. I didn't think she'd come Mm-mm. up here. Mm-mm. Guess I gotta move to Canada. Well, if you think about it, right? <laughs> if they're spirits, they have no borders. They can wander anywhere. <laughs> you sure about that? How do you that? know? We got the other mic right there. What do you mean? Carlos. And then I think the other thing like too. Animal. Animal oh, like Annabelle. Can't go everywhere. It's, it's balanced as a whole. So how do you explain sightings in Mexico, Venezuela, and it's out here? Everything. Huh? I would think it's something similar. Mm. Or just they're generalizing spirits. I, if, it's, if it's a spirit... Like a wandering spirit. Imagine all the mothers that die traumatically with their children. Okay, so okay, here's my thought. Okay, I said okay like three or four times, but okay, <laughs> check it out. This is so. This is what I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like the mediums or whatever. I, I'm not a big fan of them, but what I said before is like whenever you supposedly, and I heard this somewhere, you die. Eventually, you come to realization that you die, right? So so you you give to the process that you're already gone, you know. But some of these people don't don't give to that and don't they don't want to let go of it and they they stay. because oh, they're not ready to go. Wondering because they're not ready to go for whatever reason. Or maybe they just don't want to surrender to the fact that they're already dead. It's just that's it. And those are the ones that wander around at times. Now, I feel like there is some people that are in tune with certain things within them that I don't know how to explain t- explain it, that they are able to see these people. They are able to see more because it doesn't happen to everybody, honestly. I, honestly, yeah. I'm I'm so happy and grateful it doesn't happen to me because I don't want to be seen as wandering spirits and this and like, I don't want to see that. I've I seen don't. a couple. Again, maybe you got that, whatever it is that, that they have. I don't have. want it. <laughs> Again, I don't know what it is. But I feel there's only certain people with whatever reason they are given this thing that you are able to look at this and then certain people are not. And then honestly, it's not that I don't want to. I'm cool with not like experience it. I'm all right with it. It so happened to be. I don't know. Like, you know, I've seen some stuff like being being a war and everything. Like I've seen some stuff and I don't know how I will react besides Pull my phone out and start filming. Oh. And hopefully I can get a good one and go viral. <laughs> so I don't have to no, do, so I have to work no more. <laughs> but I feel that's what happens to these people or these spirits. And it's spirits. So technically they don't have a boundary. So maybe they do stick around areas that they recognize. But how many people live in? Don't even go and wander around to another town or country. You know what I mean? A lot of the, a lot of people don't ever leave their own little neighborhood. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like they don't know that there's like within spirits they're already so used to an area. So, but maybe like you're gonna start traveling. And supposedly <laughs> she she's got a, her passport. <laughs> one of the movies supposedly she was like a hitchhiker or something like that. They, she got on a car like uh, it's scary hi- hitchhiker. Like no, hey, first thanks, of all, I I'll walk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, another thing about hitchhikers, I'm sorry. I know you're walking around in the road and everything, but I just be the type that I wouldn't be. Like, I would just up stay home. People. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. So moving on to the next one. The next one. This time we are going to talk about another, another very, very scary individual. Who? El Catrin. Did I sound like Batman for a little, bro? Walt Disney, if you need a voiceover, holler. I got my certificate. Ready to send it over. Shout out to Fishbowl. <laughs> Bore operator Jamie, you can't say I didn't say fishbowl a few times already, too. So make sure you relay the message that, you know. And I got my certificate. Oh, anyway, it's an insider joke. Sorry about that. We'll fill you in later. Okay, so El Catrin. What do you know about El Catrin besides the loteria? Oh, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. Got you. You're like, bingo, uno. That's all you know about El Catrin? Yeah. He's in La Loteria. That's it. Okay, so here's another 
He he dresses nice. So El Catrin was like a name that they were given to the Spaniards for dressing really fancy, like 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 a, a susu, like real dressed out, like pachuco type, uh-huh. but not really more back in the days. Like real nice with the cane, with the with the suit, with the tail, and everything. And that's what they call Catrines, right? So they give them like a nickname. The people did. Está bien, Catrín. You should dress like that one day. The Catrín? Yeah. Halloween, maybe. Hey, Halloween? We're going to dress up. We're going to dress up. We're going to dress up. It'll be a surprise. Uh, If something doesn't happen in my personal life outside of the podcast, (laughs) yes, we'll dress up. I'll be La Llorona. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be the Catrín. Boom. Boom. Doing it. All right. So El Catrín was a guy that dress again that's just the nickname that they give him it was really fancy guy he fell in love with this one girl and he used to travel a lot but this girl was so so beautiful to him and uh he fell in love with her and he started becoming real possessive really possessive uh-huh. and she started not to like it so even when he left he became real jealous so one time uh, it's pretty much the same story for him all over. Oh, there's a couple of different stories. The ending, mostly. So he came trying to propose to the girl. And the parents loved the guy. You know, he's well off. He had money. He dressed nice. Going out in the world, doing his thing. So he came back trying to propose. Even though the dad and the mom liked him so much, he said, it's not up to us. It's up to uh, it's up to her. Mm-hmm. And then she, did, she, she already seen all the... Red flags. <laughs> She's seen all the red flags. Is like, nope. And he said, okay, that's fine. Let's go outside and talk for a bit. And then went outside and talked for a bit. And guess what happened? Oh, no. What did he talk about? He killed her. <gasps> he, called he killed her. So the dad heard some noise, commotion, goes outside. He sees a puddle of blood. And she's dead. And Dang. dude took off. Now... Back in the days, even from the little town that I am in Mexico, it, years ago, I don't think they do it anymore, but they'd be known to take justice up in their own hand, meaning that if you're caught doing something like bad, bad, then they don't wait for the cops to come. They just kill you right there, too, you know? So it's obvious that he killed the girl. Yeah. The town got together, got him, and there's different stories that they beat him or they hung him. But they killed him. But they killed him, too. Oh. Yeah, and now because of that, his spirit wanders too, for the same reason. And then there's another, like, there's another reference that he's like, kind of like, is the devil. Well, he sounds like it. He sounds like it. <laughs> like he's like a like a, a another way or another form that the devil dresses sometimes. So funny story. Both of these, both of these guys. My family ran into. That's why I know I believe. I believe that they're real. Like, so your family. I them? never ran into them. I don't want to, but I know my family. My family, family has seen both. My dad, when he was younger, and I know he wouldn't lie to me, was with my grandma, and he said, "My dad said he tried to look at his face because they were like, so where we live, there's like a we have to cross a bridge, and there's like this, like a." I don't know what this big drop off, right? So we got to cross to get to our home, and there's water that passes like a like a little dam or whatever, like a bridge. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, this freaking area has always been known for something. So one time, I think they went to look for my grandpa, you know, because my grandpa liked to party. So they went to look for him, and they were coming back. My grandma and go home, and it was my dad and my grandma. He was little, and then he said they saw this figure standing there, like you can on your periphery, you can see it. And he was standing right there. And my grandma's like, just keep walking. Don't look, don't look at him. And then my, my grandma was praying. And my dad was trying to, you know, like a little chiquito, like curious, trying to look at him. He said every time he tried to look, he'll turn his head away. He'll turn his head away so he won't see his face. Oh, so he couldn't ever see his face. And then there's another relative of mine. So like Yorona supposedly targets kids, takes their soul. That's the reason why she's scary. And that's the reason why the moms tell the kids, you better behave or like Yorona's going to get you because she... <laughs> Take, it's kind of like a, stare ta- a scare ta- tactic, but at the same time, that's supposedly what she does, take your soul. And then not only does so she targets kids, but she also targets uh, dudes, men that are uh, committed uh, infidelities for whatever reason. 
And drunks. And drunks. I don't know. I think most people that be drunk. I better They'd stop be drinking. Like, have more courage. <laughs> most of the, and abusive parents, supposedly, too. Oh. And it's understandable. Well, it's kind of, she kind of like a hypocrite. I'm just saying, Yorona, I'm just saying, just looking it from the outside. Don't come at me. This is what I see. She's going to come for Cause, you. Because she, she killed her kids. She drowned her kids. Call her a hypocrite. And then, and then now all of a sudden, like, mm. you know, she's targeting. And that, this is just something that somebody said. I don't know if it's true or not. But she targeted, she supposedly uh, people that abuse kids. So I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. You kill that can't your be kids. true. Probably not. But mm-hmm. I know. So my other relative, if I'm not mistaken, it was my, my one of my uncles or one of my grandpa too. That they followed this lady. They kept saying, come follow her. And then you couldn't ever see her face. And they kept like going. And before you know it, something snapped. And before you know it, they were hanging from a cliff. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's great too. And I believe them too. I believe them. Because there were, there's no reason to lie. And because I just know it happened. I don't know. I'm glad it didn't happen to me, but I'm just saying. You know, I've heard that a lot of sightings are like they happen in Mexico. Because my mom, she's seen something too. And then my cousins. Yep. I'm like, everyone, when they were in Mexico, everybody saw something. But here it's kind of rare. I wonder I wonder what it is. I wonder what is it about Mexico because I. I it was I, La Tierra. I feel, it has, I, I feel it has something to do with that. Like all the bad the stuff violence. that happened. Yeah, that happened to the. They did them. They did them bad. It's lot. like. I know it's past my time. And I know it's past the years, like we're talking about generations, like hundreds of years ago that it happened, right? But still, like just to think that, like whenever you go to the trade center, like in New York, there is some weird kind of vibe. I have some, like I've been there before they started building the new monument, mm-hmm. like 2005. And kind of like if you were to see the Yorona with your hairs. That's how it felt. That's how it felt. Like some kind of, I don't know, I can't even describe it. And I'm not into this all energy, this and that. I know people say that. But when I felt some weird stuff, like you can feel it. Some coldness, some, I don't know. Like you can almost, I'm not going to say here, but you can like kind of sort of like feel the pain and things that happen, you know. And it's so weird to say, but if you've never been to there, like if you've never been to the 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 9-11 sighting, like, go to it, and you'll be able to know what I'm talking about. Like, and I asked my mom, because my mom recently went, and my dad and I told him, did y'all feel, like, that feel that stuff? And like, yo. And they're super religious, and and and, and uh, even then, but they are, they they feel it. They can really feel what, what I was talking about. There's some weird, like, pain and suffering and cold, but even though it's not cold, and it's, uh, I don't know. I wish I could put it in words as to what it feel like, but it's just strange. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like if I ever saw the Yorona. Well, Katin, <laughs> I feel exactly like that too. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and move on to continue with this Friday the 13th edition with one of the, if there was ever one of the directors that you can see which one can really capture the uh, Friday the 13th or, mm. or, has this type of, of movies, then it will be this guy right here. Have you ever heard of... Guillermo del Toro. Have you ever heard of him before? Yes. Yeah. I love his movies. You love his movies. Yes. Which one do you love the most? Um, I can't pick, but if I did, probably Crimson Peak. You know which one? I haven't seen... I've I seen some of them, but I can't remember all. But the Labyrinth... Uh, what's it called? Pant, Pants Labyrinth. <laughs> that movie was so freaking good. Have you never seen this on Netflix? Man, check it out. It. it is like this dude really like captures like if a movie was to represent like Friday the 13th, his movies, like his director, he would be the one. Like, and I'm pretty, I'm surprised he has. I'm pretty sure he has it on his back of his mind to do, um, you know, some type of movie like that. But man. He does like this stuff. Yeah. Funny, funny fact about him. A fun fact about him. His dad won the lottery, supposedly. How much? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But his dad got kidnapped. And that's the reason why he fled Mexico, too. Oh. 
All right, so let me go ahead and just give you the basics of him before we move on to start talking about him. So Guillermo del Toro Gomez, he was a Mexican, born in October 9, 1964. Again, Mexican filmmaker, actor, artist, makeup artist, and he uh, best known for his Academy Award winning fantastic film Pants Labyrinth. And the shade of Wa- the shape of water, which I haven't seen, and also winning an Oscar for best director and best picture for that. So it's it's a Mexican actor, um, actor and director. That's so cool, you know. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome to know that there's a Mexicano out there that continue to do some amazing movies, and his his style is like like dark, with some like first of all. He used to read all those kinds of books, but he just liked it. He liked all that. And uh, he began one of the first ones to start doing like the special effects type of uh, makeup and stuff like that in Mexico. So that's how he got into doing all the makeup and things like that. So nice. that's crazy. I haven't seen some of his movies. You have Which ones have you seen so far? Um, I've seen The Book of Life, uh, The Devil's Backbone. That was pretty good. I heard that one was pretty good too. It just the title good. itself. Yeah. <laughs> just by the title, right? That was back boom. All right, what else? Mm, let me think. The Hobbit film series? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, his movies are good. Yeah. And yeah. and you know what? After, before I started looking into him, I didn't realize how many of the movies that we see every day he's been involved or his names have been mentioned and like to be part or you know have conversations i like the hellboy series he did those, both the hellboy series i like those i like blade too oh, that's yeah. another one so we have devil's backbone hollywood 10 poles i don't know about that one mimic blade 2 hellboy 1 and 2 pacific rim i heard that one was good too crimson peak that's another one and uh he worked with uh the orphanage that's another one don't be afraid of the dark 2010 and I think he had something to do with the Hobbit series. I don't know if he actually had something to do or he didn't, but he did. The Book of Life. And again, Pacific Rim Uprising. And Scary Stories of uh Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> all I those, wanna see that one. <laughs> I wanna see uh I wanna see all of them. I wanna see all of them. Well, it'll be nice to know. Uh so see more because I like uh Pan's Labyrinth. It's so freaking well put together. For whatever reason, he has like a, he likes Spaniard history, like Civil War and, and things like that. I don't know why. He likes to go back to that era. And I'm telling you is that uh, our descendants, bloods run through our some kind of DNA information. So, as I was mentioning earlier, I feel like not only do we carry our, our ancestors DNA somehow, like our like pains and, and things, traumas and things like that, but certain other things like that, like I feel like those are the reasons why we get deja vu. Like why we have deja vu's because it's like we're we talking about small little information, like DNA's information, right? So it's like little bitty things that come up and all of a sudden like one day a neuron just pops up and I'm like, oh and I'm like, I remember doing this, but not really. It was probably like your great 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 grand cousin or something. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? You don't think it's possible there are... DNA is information, right? That's all it is, yeah. right? And it's one of the most perfect way to carry information over and over and over. So it doesn't wash off. It just gets passed on from generation to generation over. We're talking about many, 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 many years. I can see that because I get deja vu a lot. You do? I'm like, of, I feel like I've done this, but I know I haven't. Of like, do you feel like this time period or maybe somewhere else like that you've done it? I think you know somewhere I mean? else. Mm. I don't think we know enough about DNA, but one of my, another theory of mine is that our DNA, even the traumas and the history, some of those things really are, do exist within us still. And there's a reason why sometimes we're not able to, there's a, there's a meditations that they take you back to do, it's, it's not recession meditation, but it takes you back to your ancestors so we can cleanse some of the stuff off of them, like of traumas that they went through, like things like that. Does it work? I've done it. I cried a couple of times doing meditation like that because I, I don't know all of them. I went, you, so you do is, 
so real quickly. So what you do is you see your relatives up to you what you remember, mm-hmm. and then every every one other you just kind of sort of imagine and you just kind of sort of let them know that it's okay, and you cover them with a white cloth within your head, and then you just keep advancing as far as you can. I I cried one time doing it. I don't know why. I just for whatever reason something somewhere some one of them it felt like they needed that you know they felt to be told that they're okay and it was over and you know sounds weird right I sound like I'm part bit. of Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> but it works I mean I don't know if it worked but I feel relieved you know what I mean so why doing certain like things like that weight off your shoulder kind of like that mm. and. You know what I mean? They kind of did something. Like I didn't, I didn't, sometimes I'm not a true believer of certain things, but I'm like, oh, let me just try it. Sounds kind of logical for me. And I did it and I've wear something like, I don't know, I've lived it. So do you go in with like an open mind when you do it? I do. I do a lot of meditation. You don't expect like not a lot of anything times. to happen? Nope. Sometimes things like that, I didn't expect that I was going to be crying and sobbing. <laughs> I'd be out there with my. Yeah. I'm, for real And it happened And I was like Okay well And then I've tried A couple of times Nothing happened And then I couple tried And then it happened again So you know Just gotta continue To do it mm-hmm. I, I really think like Our ancestors Traumas And things like that I, Within ourselves Like even I don't know Within the, the cell Or the DNA You can I don't know I guess somehow Communicate And let them know That it's not traumatic anymore that they can move on from it i sound like yeah, Friday we the 13th. have it so easy <laughs> we honestly do we have first world problems mm, we yeah. really do do you think anybody out there that's trying to find a meal they haven't ate in two days i worry about facebook posting or their vaccine or twitter or instagram or that they're not getting paid much in their job or that they haven't slept they haven't ate in a couple of days. Their only concern is to get some food in their bellies. That's it. We have world first, first world problems, mostly. We really do. We don't realize how good we have it. Yeah, now a lot of problems that I hear about are, oh, I saw this on Facebook. Oh, I saw this on Instagram. This all but I is hear. it a real problem, though? Nope. Exactly. Compared to it what, never ends. <laughs> compared to what the things that maybe some of our ancestors used to go through, you know? Like, we're talking about people that went through the Holocaust. We're talking about even the Aztecs that people, would they just murdered them. They didn't give them an option. They just killed them. Or some illness that they pass on to them. Uh, we're talking about, like, even the indigenous people here in, in the Americas, same thing. You know how many millions they killed? A lot. The, the uh, Trail of Tears. So we don't, we have it so easy. It's not even funny that I, I know what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, compared to everything else that's going around, we really have it really made. You know, we have hardly ever do we have to worry about putting food in our belly. Hardly ever do we have to have uh, having shelter. You know, we have vehicles, your own vehicle. Now vehicles that drive themselves. Vehicles that drive mm-hmm. themselves. But I posted the other day because I heard it from one of the guys that I listen to often. It's called, his name is Sadhguru, that anytime we are, our stomach empty, one problem, which is finding food. Stomach full, lots of problems, you know? <laughs> like our mind just opens up because we have our our stomach full that we can just think, have the ability. You know what they do in South Korea? or Which is the one that's uh, with the dictator, South Korea or North Korea? Is it North Korea? I keep saying South. My bad. South Korea. My apologies. North Korea, right? You know what the dictator dude does to him? He keeps him hungry. Because if you keep him hungry, you can't have him think more than just trying to get a meal. You know? Wow. That's a strategy. That's done on purpose for the same reason. That's cruel, right? And that's happening that's right really now. Cruel. That's happening like literally right at this moment. People in North Korea are going hungry. Kids are eating rats and things like that for the same reason. I swear, for the same reason. There's a Joe Rogan podcast with this lady that interviewed this escape, but I guarantee you to this day it still has not gone away. But a lot of people don't talk about it for the same reason that the reason why they don't talk about it is because it's not beneficial because China is involved and China moves a lot of products 
and things like that and their world power. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to talk about North Korea and the dictator that they have, having people going hungry for the same reason that if they're hungry, they can't think. You can't think about being great or exceeding or succeeding or going anywhere else if you're hungry, you know? Yeah. You're just worrying about eating, literally. And that's it. And it keeps them often hungry for the same reason. We 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 have it easy. That dude tells them when to get up, where to go to work, like straight up. Just like a dictator. Like, and if if he walks into the lady was saying on the interview that if he walks into the if your house is burning, mm. the dictator's picture, you better run with it out because if he gets burned, you're probably gonna get killed or go to jail. If, if they go to houses to do inspections, if they find a speck of dust in his picture, they'll either beat you or put you in jail. They do that. Yes, a hundred percent. Things like that. Think, and it happening right freaking now. Man, I had and no we idea. We complain about some. I'm not saying you. In general, myself included, I was uh, complaining earlier about something. Uh, like it's stupid. Like and that's why I laugh. Like if it happens, well, well, it's not a big deal because. Compared to every everything that everybody goes through as far as suffering, man, I have it easy. I have it so easy, not even funny. All right. Moving on from this traumatic, and uh, I think it's all within the theme of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell me where he went to school at. Uh, he went to school. He did filmmaking at the University of Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Yeah. Jalisco. You ever been? You ever want to go over there? Guadalajara? I don't think I've that's been. That's where tequila was made. Maybe that's why I haven't been. Yeah. <laughs> don't go. They got, they have tours, supposedly. Guadalajara, where they Ooh. take you around and they get Do you. Do they get samples? They get you. Yeah, they get you Ooh. samples. Oh, the real stuff, too. Not all this stuff. One of these days, I'm going to talk about tequila and the tequila problem that we have. Not only the consumption that we have as far as Latinos, but what are they doing to the tequila industry? It's traumatic. Kind of like this Friday the 13th episode, but I'm going to save it for another time because it does happen and it's horrible what they're doing to to Blue Agave and all these freaking celebrity tequilas that I would never drink ever. Not to mention I stopped drinking, but I ain't never buying them or giving them a dollar. Not even for uh, P. Diddy? Not even for nobody. <laughs> Not even for nobody. And then the ones that I would, if for whatever reason I want to buy a bottle, would be somebody that is locally. You know that uh, distilleries? There's only so many main... So first of all, tequila is from Jalisco and it's, uh, they can only make it there. It's like it's like law. Like there's the, That's the only place it comes out of. And it's made out of blue agave. And this is the only area that tequila... You can't go outside of the state of, the, of Mexico and name tequila. You can't go to Guanajuato and name it a tequila because it's, it's not... It's illegal and you can't do it. So you only make it from there, right? So there's only a few distilleries available. So all these celebrity tequilas that go over there, they only come from like a handful of places. Even though they put the name and label, they are preservatives, and most of them are just from one, a couple of distilleries that make the tequila. So technically, they are selling you the same stuff, but they just add extra stuff to it to make it look the coloring different, the pretty bottle and everything. Yeah. That's interesting. I ain't never buying no... Kylie, whatever her face is, Let me get out of here. She has one. Yeah, and they put her on a horse just to make her uh, look more. No, hombre. <laughs> that's sad. I'm just, girl. That's sad. I'm sorry, bro. They put her on a horse to make her in a hat to make her look more Latina or more Mexican. But when she makes tortillas on the comal and she spends like, like goes and cuts the agave, literally for like a month. And then she eats off the food over there. Maybe I believe her. But, bro, they're a joke. Yeah, plus she's Armenian, too. I don't care what she's from. <laughs> not even Mexican. That's irrelevant to the point. I'm glad that they're exporting something. But at, this, at the same time, they're diluting the precious. Well, it's not really precious because I really am against drinking, too. And the way that we do and partying and stuff. But that's another you story. You weren't against it like five years ago. Yeah, I wasn't. Not nope. even. <laughs> True story. Couple years. I am a hypocrite. Say it. Say it to my face. It's okay. I'm you all, I'm a all hypocrite. with it. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm good. I'm good with it. I ain't taking no insult for it because it's true. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, I got photos. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. 
For real? Uh, maybe. If maybe do, Facebook does. <laughs> never. I never post stupid stuff on social media like that. Well, maybe. Once or twice. Anyways. Moving on. All right. So now that we talked about all these dark and uh, traumatic things, and we already scare you to look under your bed for La Llorona, El Cucuy, El Catrin. And then uh, we already gave you something to look at on Netflix or anything else. Calm down. We're going to make you dance today. Hey, Cumbia. That's we're what talk I a like. a little bit more light. I'll take you off the scare factor. What do you like about Cumbia? What you know about Cumbia? What I like is that it's really like a live genre. Like that, that genre, you know, will get people up and dancing no matter what. They're yeah. drunk or sober. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We seen it last weekend. Yeah. Watch your uh, DJ put that Selena. It was yeah. over. Woo. Selena forever. Washing machine. <laughs> Washing machine all the time. La all reina right. de la cumbia. That's what they say, but well, they say la reina del tejano, which I think is more reina de cumbia. Yeah, she's both. Than tejano. She's la reina. The both. I'm not gonna <laughs> fight you over. Sure, whatever you say. Whatever you say, <laughs> DJ Vara. All right, so cumbia. So tell me a little bit where it came from or the origin of cumbia. Cumbia, just like Colombia, it's a blend between European, African, and indigenous cultures. So it was born on Colombia's Caribbean coast where it was originally an African courtship dance that evolved with the addition of African, European, and indigenous instruments and indigenous dance steps. Yep, so... Just like salsa that we talked about before, it has all those same elements, right? African, from the slaves that were brought in, to indigenous people that are already there, to Spaniards. So all that blend of everything, they, they made it together and created this. And it keeps evolving, right? It's not just like a regular traditional stuff because some of the traditional instruments that you have, like the flute that is like an indigenous flute, mm-hmm. they don't do it hardly ever anymore. Use it. Yeah. They replace it with either the saxophone or accordion or something different. Yeah, I was looking at some of the videos from like where the it originated from. Yeah. It sounds nothing, nothing. like what it is but, now. But Nada. the beat, the, the, the bass is always the same. The bass yeah. is always, you can speed it up or you can slow it down, but the the little thump, the thump, it's always going to be the same. I think back then, like all the all the instruments were more simple, and yeah, it just sounded like more. You could hear every little thing, and now it's just all like well, together. All those instruments were natural; they were from mm-hmm. nature. They they got like a flute made out of like a this pipe thing, and and the drums from the like the whatever animal that they use it from. So all those were like instruments from nature. So it gives you a different vibe and a different sound and a different, I feel like a different vibration and a different type of energy whenever you hear sounds like that. Yeah. So, okay, funny story. Supposedly, so again, it was mostly indigenous and and started in Colombia, started spreading. But then there's a funny story. This guy had the the native flute. Supposedly there's two stories, right? How the accordion came to be part of it. That one of them is that he traded his flute for one of the accordions because he liked the way that it sounded. And then the other one is that a ship was going to Argentina carrying a bunch of accordions and they had an accident and it shipwrecked <laughs> and all those were washed ashore close to Colombia. And then people just free accordion. Free accordions. You get an accordion. You get an accordion. You get an accordion. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, accordion came to be part of it. And it makes, I like, I like. The accordion to me is one of my favorite instruments. I don't know how they play it or whatever, but I I enjoy the accordion. My dad, um, this is a cool story that I've always liked. Uh Um, Ever since growing up, since the 90s, I think even the 80s probably, he he had a best friend, uh, Luis Osuna, who played the accordion. Right. Um, I don't remember how exactly they met, but they were friends for a long, long time. And pretty much a two-person band. Um, Other times there'd be What was their name? They have an, a band name? Oh, no. No? No, it was just them too. But anytime <laughs> people saw my dad and his best friend, That's cool. oh, you know it was going to be a party. Look at you. Music in the blood. Yeah. Okay. So, and then it said about accordion, right? So, so it's supposed to be like a, so the people that dance salsa and the people that dance bachata kind of sort of see like 
cumbia is like a lower tier type of dance. But I can see that. But it's just <laughs> as like it has that much history. Then the cumbia. I mean, then the salsa and the merengue and all them, you know? So I've I know what they mean. Don't get me wrong, because I can see the difference when you dance in it. But at the same time, it changed to what it was before because it used to be more formal and corny. Because everything is about the dancing is the same thing, right? A dude trying to get with a girl. Yeah. Whether it's cumbia <laughs> or bachata or whatever. But I see the difference. But I, I don't like, I don't, I see what they're saying on my salsa people, but I don't see what they're saying at the same time because they their history is just so deep from the same roots. It just became a different type of sound. And it's for the same, they're, they're dancing for the same reason. You're trying to get with each other. You know what I mean? But I, I don't like that. I, and there's a guy that did a, a, a video about talking about the cumbia just for, for black people and things like that. What the native, like the the slaves back in the days and the Spaniards didn't like that because, you know, they didn't want them to be happy or whatever the case may be. But that's just, again, it's so rich. Like cumbia is so rich as far as history when it came and it just serves the same purpose. And I'm, I don't understand why it just can't get along whenever whenever you go to a club, and a salsa club, and a bachata club, or they mostly play them too. When they throw cumbia, oh, bro, it's like a big old deal. Like everybody looking at the DJ like he lost his mind. Yeah, I've seen that. you seen that? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's so much rich. I it's understand like that different. it's but, but one yeah. of them, like for me, cumbia is like more like a... It's, like salsa sometimes is too serious, unless you really know how to dance it and, and yeah, and you have to time. know how to dance it. And then cumbia, you can just freestyle it and be happy that you're there enjoying a drink and just like just just enjoy the music. You know, cumbia is. is probably one of the few, probably the only genre where I've seen people where you can just walk, literally just walk. Yeah. with them, you don't have to know how these. And why is it got to be so hard and complicated? And if you just want to enjoy the music and the band mm-hmm. or whatever and just dance or do a little freestyle, why does it have to be so structured? And I get it that it's nice, but it's not like a competition. It's not like like salsa contest type. If, it, if you go there, yeah, I get it. But it's not the same thing, you know? It's not that serious. Again. Tell them that. Problems. <laughs> Third, first world problems. Worrying about playing salsa. Be like, oh, uh, you like salsa? Oh, you like playing, cumbia? Playing cumbia no. in a place that they play I'm salsa. I'm bachata only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's, and then that's a that's another one. That's I'm gonna do that once one of these days too because I like bachata. I wanna, but the origin is almost the same thing. I almost guarantee it is gonna be almost similar to this. The same elements, African, whether you want it or not, however you want to call it. Same thing for salsa and European. Because they brought some of the instruments. In fact, Europeans, they say they're the ones that actually added the lyrics. They, they contributed to that. Because it used to be just playing instruments and kind of, you know, just freestyled it. But they added the lyrics. And then, of course, you have your indigenous type of vibe, too, with it. It's all the same three elements. For Salsa, it's been the same thing we talked about before. It's almost the same thing. If you haven't seen the episode about Salsa, go check it out. It's like I'm repeating myself, but with Cumbia. <laughs> because it's almost the same exact thing. It's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's been more. Now you have your vallenatos, and now you have your more like techno cumbia type. Now you have your what was the other kind? Sonidero. Oh, you have so many other kinds of. So it's not going away. Mm-hmm. Like cumbia is not going away. No matter how you discourage, don't like it. Do that. Yeah, it's still kind of like old school. Yeah, and and, and then okay. Not only that, but you have your old school cats that like 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 Sonora Dinamita and things like that yeah. that give the stink eye to the more like the Gavilan top. You know, they're just doing all this stupid move. <laughs> Not stupid, but, you know, just the way to express yourself in the dance floor. Do what you want. Like, I don't see nothing wrong with it. But again, people are just we're weird. We're so fucking Excuse the language. We're so freaking strange. <laughs> Cut this part. But we are so freaking strange. I've been on one today. I've been cussing a lot, but I don't know why. We're gonna bleep We're you so out. freaking strange that we are like, <laughs> like being racist toward. Okay, so do you know about crows or crows and things like that? Like you know how they really like 
They're super they're smart. They're like a bad sign also. They're not kind like, of. People see it bird. like that, but they're smart. They're beyond smart. Really. Do you know that if you try to throw a rock at him, of one of them, he'll forever remember your face? No. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. I'll be right back. Yep. I'm going to go try that real quick. <laughs> and not only that, but they're super smart. You give them a task and they'll be able to and give them some like, like, let's say, get this pebble or this whatever they eat out of here and give them like a stick or something. They find a way to get it out. Like they're super smart. And they, whenever one of their, whenever one of their people died, their bird bird friends died, they mourn a certain way. <laughs> they do. What do they do? They 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 make the sound. Yeah, whenever they die. So, for whatever reason, we don't like the birds because some of the things they do are very similar to the way that we act as people. You know what I mean? <laughs> So the same way that a lot of people are somewhat discriminated against cumbia, which is just a dance and a sound, it's just the same way that we be like disliking people being prejudiced against us because we technically do the same thing. Like we literally do the same thing within our culture. People don't know Spanish. Oh, don't you know what I mean? Me but I'm just saying. <laughs> Again, it wasn't some people wasn't an option to learn Spanish or not, whatever. But still, we give them that stink eye that like, oh, you don't know Spanish, you man, you know what I mean. So we expect other people not to be prejudiced, racist against us, but we be doing the same thing. So it's like the crow thing. We don't like him because he's so much like us yeah. that we just like, uh, oh, we don't like you, but we just always like you. something. We don't like you, but we just like you. <laughs> We're like just like you. We like. Do certain things like you, but we don't want it. So I think we got to be better. Better because otherwise, you'll be a hypocrite like myself sometimes that you'll be like, yeah, I don't like that, but uh, don't do it to me though. Because <laughs> then I don't <laughs> like it. But I can do it to somebody else with cumbia because it sounds more lower tier. But yeah, I don't like that either. I love cumbia. I do. I enjoy cumbia. I don't know. I, I, you know what's, what I have the most difficult with cumbia is, what the turns. <laughs> <laughs> I can do the uh, regular. I can do the regular one too, or just freestyle sometimes and go. But sometimes, I just can't do it. And I need to go back to practice on salsa because I haven't salsa in a long time, and I think I'm starting to forget. I used to learn a little bit and learn enough, but now I forgot it. <laughs> Well, and bachata though, but bachata. Bachata's huh? easy. I still get down. Eh, it depends. It's just two steps. Uh it's three steps. It's three steps. Now you do it, you do it with the kick. See? That's the people that like bachata that's know the about bachata. Okay, but it's still a step. Believe me, it's three. I know it's okay, three. Okay, it's three. But I'm saying the people that like practice bachata, if you see you doing it, you'll be like, you know what I mean? They give you a stink eye too because it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Not only that, but one of my friends was telling me, one of the persons that I know, I don't got no friends. I just got acquaintances. Got a bunch of people I know. <laughs> Anyways, she was telling me now they do, as long as you stay one beat, you can even do whatever you want, like with your foot, as long as you stay on the three count, which is, it's a three count. Believe me, it's a three count. But if you stay within, as long as you stay within beat, you can do it like, even if you go like this and you, you, when you do all kinds of weird stuff with your feet, doesn't matter. But as long as you on step, you're good. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm. I think it's like a recent thing. Maybe I'm behind. You know, I have a gig tomorrow, and they want me to play bachata. So really? I'm going to check that out, see what they do. So they want you to play just straight up bachata? Mostly? A lot of bachata. A lot of bachata? Yeah. Okay, check out their steps. Watch. If they know they know, they'll do the three steps I'm only. sure they know because they love bachata. If, if they, not saying that you don't know, but if you do that one, two with the little kick, that's like not the ideal one. But if they start doing the, all the weird stuff and they still on step, they on, they're on like another level of bachata. Mm. I'm telling you. Can't wait to see. Trust me. I don't lie. I always still do it. You don't want to lie. Your nose grew a little bit. No, it did not. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Any final thoughts regarding 
anything that we talked about. La Llorona, El Catrín, El Guillermo del Toro. What movie are you going to watch next for him? Mama. Let's, let's support it. Mama? Yeah. All I right. love being scared. And what about Cumbia? Anything in Cumbia? Mm, just going to keep playing it every gig. Absolutely. That's one thing I always do. Right? Yeah. It never fails. They love it. I mix it with like hip hop and... And Wapango too. Yeah. Wapango. Well, it depends on what area. And then there's different Wapangos for what areas of Mexico there is. There's Tierra Caliente Wapango, which is not the same thing as regular Wapango. Believe oh, me. Oh, it's not? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and the people... What's the difference? It sounds more... It sounds more... Like the Wapango that people enjoy is more like... like uh, Electronic, then the one that the the people from Tierra Caliente dance, which is specific, like a, a more like a, a not native, I could say, but more like a regional sound, kind of. Like, is it like more clean? Not really. Or clear? Well, I, I guess not necessarily clear, but more simple, and it's not so much. Again, no, no, not so much electronic sounds. More of like. So he's like tambor. more natural sounds. Yeah, I think okay. so. And it's, believe me, the Tierra Caliente people would know. And they know the artists. And I heard it before. They told some of us. When I was with the DJ. I'm like, what? Who are these people? And I swear you had to look it up because he, he knew some, but he didn't know all of them. But they have some strange, like, different type of artists compared to, like, regular Wapango. It's just not the same from Tierra Caliente. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty much all we have. Any you said any final thoughts? I'm just gonna stay out of La Llorona's way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For real, for real. What about um what can they find you at? Social media. Uh they can find me on Instagram, DJ underscore Vira or Facebook, DJ right. Vira. Only have those two. Make sure you go like the Global Land Factor podcast. Uh, you can also go to the website and check it out. And I think I'm going to send my website also to Fishbowl so they can plug us in so we can uh, all enjoy the love. And, uh, yeah, that's that. All, all right. right. So, again, we are just like you. We are just like we're just people. We are just the spice in this global melting pot that it is the world. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah.